How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The makers of this podcast are perfectly fine people. Perfectly fine people occasionally swear, and this is going to be one of those times. Thank you for listening. Welcome to the Reading Circle Temple. I'm Molly. I'm Andy. I'm Brittany. And I'm Goodwin. And today we're talking about Chapter 8 of Dasha's book. So grab your cup of coffee. Or tea. Or your drink of choice. And let's dip our toes in. In Chapter 8 of Dasha's book, the four, along with Polyam and their teachers go to visit the glacier. And Yarin. Frostpine is still working on trader stuff, but Yarin is with them. No! And Rose Thorn is tending to the crocuses. So it's the four kids, Polyam, Nico, Lark, and Yarin. Yes. So they ride out to the glacier. Then they eat lunch out at the glacier. Set up a nice picnic. They had to go like a thousand feet away from it because it was too cold to be close to it because it was cold. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And after they have set up all the food, Daja pulls a copper rose out of her backpack and puts it. In- she kind of jams it straight through the yeah. center of the blanket as a centerpiece, which mm-hmm. admittedly yeah. probably looked really cool. But now there's a hole in the blanket. So. Yeah. Poor Polyam, she can't have anything nice. Jams this copper rose through the blanket into the ground, and everyone's like, ooh, pretty. And she says that she clipped it off of the vine that morning. I want to know how she did this. Probably some... Wire cutters? Yeah, some sort of metal cutty shit thing. Then Daja gets to talk to Polyam about what happened to her and why Polyam is all scarred. She says that she used to train horses. One day she 
fell and she slid down a mountain and the rock was all slate. It broke off and just scratched up her whole left side. And that's why she's a lowing rink now. Ever since then, she hasn't been physically able to train horses because she doesn't have good enough balance because she has a wooden leg. And as a result, she lost her status in the caravan. Because that's what she was good at. And now she can't do it anymore. Yeah. It sucks. Then they come back to the picnic after they explore the glacier. And they're like, holy shit, the rose is bigger. They realize that... That blossoms coming off. So Daja, when she jabbed it through the blanket, she also jabbed it into a vein of copper. And it is now using the copper to grow. Just like a real plant would. Exactly. Yeah. Probably not nearly as fast, but you know. Yeah. Magic. They're like, okay, we need to go tell the queen or Lady Anolia, whatever her whatever her title is. We need to go to a rich person yeah. who controls this shit. And in the meantime, we'd better hide this vein of copper so nobody finds it. I want to know how likely it would be that somebody would actually find it in that time. Honestly, pretty I, unlikely. Yeah. Kind of out there. In the middle of nowhere, so the likelihood of somebody finding it within, like, the day and a half two days that they're going to be gone is unlikely but it just sets up for the perfect moment of Nico does some magic to put a tree there so nobody will dig around it Briar's like that's nice but that kind of tree don't grow in these parts (laughs) Nico fixes it and he's like is that better is this to your liking? <laughs> I just, I love how it is, it's not really like Briar says it in a shitty way. He's just like, hey, so, by the way. <laughs> you just made it look more unusual. You made people more likely to come around here. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Which, in and of itself, what are the chances of someone noticing a tree that doesn't grow there? Briar out of all the trees. Born. That's literally probably it. Everyone <laughs> probably. has to be like, oh, that's a, it's a tree. That's yeah. a weird tree, but whatever. Same likelihood of finding a copper-petaled rose. Like, it's not likely. It's cool, but not super likely to help, I guess. But I love that Briar has learned so much in the six to eight months he's been with Rosethorn that he already knows this what kind of tree that is, and he knows it does not belong there. He just schooled Nico. If Rose yep, yep, had been, she exactly. would have been so proud. Yeah. She and probably would have been like, like, now, now, don't talk to him like that, but behind Nico's back, he's like, yeah, give us some high five. Oh, yeah. I was going to say she was yeah. overpried by just like grinning slyly and possibly patting him on the shoulder and steering him in the other direction. <laughs> Sounds accurate. <laughs> or Nico would turn to Briar and Rosethorn would just be like, well, he's right, you know. <laughs> you yeah. can't be mad at the kid. <laughs> <laughs> Nico's so lucky she wasn't there. Yeah. 
He would have had two of them after him. Oh, uh, she's raising him so well. Yeah. On the way back, Daja oh. and Polyam dicker over the price. Daja tells Polyam that she wants to undercut the price that Polyam suggested to the head of the trader caravan. And Polyam's like, but you could get double what I said. And Daja's like, yeah, but I don't really need the money and it'll help you out. Polyam isn't entirely comfortable with this. So they basically spend the entire ride back dickering over the price. But now they are in league together instead of traditional bargaining. Triss also kind of tries to realize where the steam vent was, where that Daja went through for the lava and all that. Right. Which I asked in the last episode how the teachers knew, but apparently Daja told them about it. It just was not in the book that she told the teachers about it because Nico was there and acted like he knew what they were talking about. Something that might have been skipped over. Yeah. Yes, just it wasn't present within the book. I think it's a plot hole because in the last chapter... It specifically stated that Briar and Daja did not say that they had gone through the steam vents. Yeah, because they didn't want them to know because they weren't supposed to be using their magic. That's true. And then now this chapter, Nico's just like, oh, yeah, cool. You went through the steam vent. I know all about this. It's fine. Definitely does have a feeling of plot hole. There's also a part at the end of the chapter where... They're crossing a river and they see a fire and Yarin puts it out. Oh, yeah. It almost gets the almond filled, the almond orchard. Yeah. And Yarin, just in general, isn't doing super hot. Neither (laughs) physically or mentally. But he likes to put on a show that he is. He's for showmanship, that one. He's, He's proud of, well, maybe not proud of what he's doing, but... He likes feeling useful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Part one of our three-step reading process is reading like a novice. This is where we talk about what we liked and didn't like about the chapter. We kind of already touched on this, but the part where Briar schools Nico on the native flora of the Golden Valley. Oh, just so good. Honestly, probably the funniest part in the entire book so far, I think. Goes back to showing how sassy Briar is and Nico just kind of, he doesn't grin and bear it, but he uh, he's like, you know what? I'll humor you. You can tell he was a little like, who, who does he think he is? I've been a mage for like 20 years. Just because I don't know a tree doesn't mean I'm dumb or something. It was just very funny. I felt like that it was almost like a yarn type thing where he's like showing off, like, look at my magic. Because we haven't really seen a lot of his magic. Yeah, we've seen him like uncover stuff, but not like build something to hide something. So and he's kind of like, It was almost famous. like a yarn showing off type thing. Like, look at my awesome ability of doing this. And then Briar's just like, eh, that's nice, but this is wrong. <laughs> Yes. The took away his moment. It was hilarious. Tris is talking about how she wishes she could do something. She said, back home, I'd have it raining buckets. 
And Polly M thinks that it's a joke. And she's like, could you? And then Daja's like, she could. And Polly M just stops laughing. And she's like, you're serious. It's like, oh. <laughs> so great. So funny. And then when Yarn was with him and he's like, you must excuse me for uh, to not go further. I'm like, oh, darn. So, oh, man, I'm so heartbroken. Yarn's leaving. Bye. Get the fuck out of here. No one cares. Just no one wanted you to come anyway. So I like that he <laughs> left. That was awesome. One of my favorite lines in this chapter is, they're healers, not gods. Which goes back to what we had earlier in a previous chapter where Sandry said she didn't like having magic and not being able to help people with it. As a world building thing, I like that magic isn't a cure-all or a fix-all. Magic is something that people work at and develop and you can only do so much with it just like anything else. We see that continuously. So it's just kind of another example of that because it's the same reason that we have the earthquake. I also love that Daja calls the other kids her sati again. Every time she uses that word, it just makes me super happy because friendship. The power of friendship. And then when Daja talks to Polyam about what happened to you and she just kind of blurts out, what happened to you? Why are you all scarred up? And then she's like, oh my God, I'm sorry. I should not have asked you that. That was not appropriate. It reminds me a lot of a poem on YouTube from a poetry slam that I actually got to be in. And it's a friend of mine who is in a wheelchair. Poem is called My Body. And it's about how people ask her questions about how she ended up in the wheelchair or just other awkward things like, do you miss being able to walk and just inappropriate questions? So it reminded me a lot of that. And I was very proud of Daja that even if she wasn't able to hold back her question, she was able to recognize as she said it, that it was inappropriate and acknowledge that to Polyam, especially because she's 10. So Good job, 10-year-olds, because there are adults that can't do that. She has some pretty good self-awareness, yeah. Yeah, and it's nice to see that in a book, because this is a book for young people, so in addition, Pierce is sort of putting that lesson in there. Hitting some of y'all's points, there was the, the tree, the conversation between Tris, Polyam, and Daja about the back home I'd have it raining bucket. I love that they just kind of instilled fear into this woman <laughs> that make her a little bit more scared. <laughs> I also really, really enjoyed the rose itself being put down and just kind of everybody's reaction to it because everybody is super excited because it's such a strange new thing. Of course, with none of them having ever seen anything like this, it's even stranger when it hits that vein and starts growing even more. I'm also a plant person, so I like that stuff. <laughs> and then, of course, the tree. The tree is my favorite scene in this entire book. The moment where Briar is just like, yeah, it looks great. I couldn't have done better myself, except one thing. Tiny, eensy-beensy, teensy-weensy detail. It looks fantastic. You did a great job, honey. However, the little problem. (laughs) 
just the excuse I motherfucker moment of Nico just like looking at him like are you serious and them actually going back and forth over the price and how it went from like polyam expecting oh we're gonna go real high with this because it's worth that to they're dickering over a good price that seems like they've been caught down <laughs> i just i love that i wanted to throw in tris kind of teases sandry at one moment when she's like, oh, if you were done with our magic, then I'd be able to just find this thing. And Sandra just laughs at her or something. And I'm just like, it's super cute to me because Triss would not have done that two books ago. I wrote in my notes, Triss teasing Sandry. Briar really is rubbing off on her. Yes. <laughs> Bad influence. Also, I forget sometimes that they're it is an extreme focal point throughout the entire series that they are just incredibly young but sometimes when i'm reading it it's like these kids are 10 10 this is nuts so like a lot of character growth that we see in the series is very accurate and in time with that age group too it just it's beautiful we were talking about daja asking polyam what happened it just made me think you know that that's an actual thing that children have to like learn to not ask and i love how there are times when they're just incredibly mature and they seem very adult but then you turn around and they're doing crazy shit and you're like oh my god children stop (laughs) you can see occasionally with the teachers reacting that way and you're like i know what's going through your head I don't know, like working with children, that's definitely the impression that I get from them is there yeah. are times where you interact with them and you're like, you forget that they're kids. And then the next day they come to you and they're crying and you're like, oh yeah, that's right. You're not just a small adult. Would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. 
If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Part two. Part two. Is reading like a dedicate. This is where we look for a theme or a message in the chapter. My theme relates to Indy's favorite part. <laughs> So my theme is pride, and I feel like we see really good examples. Pride is useful, but in this chapter, we see how pride can be a bad thing if you let it like take control of you, and how putting your pride away can be beneficial. And I think we kind of have a tiered set of examples in that. So we have Yaren, who's very proud and wants to show off and prove that he's just as good as Nico or anybody else. And we also see that he's not doing so hot. If he put his pride away and asked for help, then he might be okay. And similarly, Tris mutters to herself, if you showed more interest in the glacier, it might help you. That's, again, his pride getting in the way. And then Nico, with the tree manages to like shove it down enough but you see he's like really briar whereas briar's got a point and i fully think that rose thorn would have made the same point if she was there so i don't even think that it's just that he's a 10 year old i think that the fact that he's 10 is just salt in the wound yes (laughs) but that happens and that happens especially when you're teaching you will interact with students who are smarter than you or know more than you about something. And you have to be prepared to take that. And if you're not, then it really destroys student-teacher relationships. And I've seen it happen and I've been a part of it and it sucks. And as a side note with Nico, there's a part in one of the previous chapters where Sandry's like, oh, these university mages who always like get on their high horse. Even Nico does that sometimes. And I think this is one of those moments where we see Nico doing that. Yeah, one of his dignities. Yeah, he's getting on his dignity. That's how she said it. Which, by um, the way, 
like favorite ways to phrase that. My third example is Daja, because Daja could be very proud and like, yeah, I invented this thing, asshole, and I'm going to dicker up the price. But instead, she's like, you know what? I don't need that. And so she puts that away and tells Polyam, I want to do something that'll help you too. As a result, they're probably going to make a bargain that is beneficial for both of them. And she's kind of making a new friend here. And Polyam, who was also very proud when they first met and was like, I don't want to deal with you because you're trying. She is becoming closer and closer to her, accepting her as a person. And I think that's partially the way in which Dasha has been interacting with her as well. Pride is a good thing, but sometimes you got to put it to the side. A lot of the points you made ties in mine. Mine was understanding. You see it with the flower, whenever they stick it in the ground, and then they're like, why is it doing that? And then they come to understand oh, it's because uh, we have some metal in the ground. So they were able to understand that. And then with the glacier, they understood that there was some lava. If they could like do something with lava, they could get the water to melt too. Understanding was there to get Golden Ridge more water. There was also understanding on Dodge's part about with the bargaining of uh, the flower. She understood the things that she could do to be able to help Holly M out. And then with Yarn, there was a a lack of understanding when he says that he must leave because his powers don't agree with it. Neither do Daja's. Her powers don't agree with it either, yet she's still there. Because we saw that when she went there before and Briar had to pull her out of there because it was affecting her. Truth muttering to herself that, that he should take an interest, whether it powers include it or not. So lack of understanding there for him. The theme that I found kind of hitting on those same points, but on like a totally different, my, my theme was frustration. A couple of the examples, Tris kind of being frustrated with Sandry, not necessarily at her, but at the situation that she's unable to use her magic at the moment. And Sandry kind of responding defensively as being like, I wish I'd, I could give it back to you right now, but she couldn't, you know, this was something that needed to be done. And even though it does, it still doesn't make it any less frustrating to have to deal with. Especially when it could be something as vital as bringing water to a drought-stricken land that's on fire. But there's nothing you can really do in that situation. Also, Daja uh, was kind of frustrated at Triss for a little bit. She was talking with Polyam. They were talking about her culture and about Daja going back to the traders, to her people. Also, you know, the fact that she's a craft person. So when Triss came up, I was like, Daja, hey, come here. Like, come look at this thing. And she's like... I'm in a conversation. I'm kind of busy. She's like, no, it's important. Come on. And she's like, oh, God, she's not going to stop until I talk to her and let her get. So she was a little frustrated with that, too, because Daja hasn't exactly had a lot of conversations with traders since she became Trong Shi. So I can understand her being frustrated at that. Daja was also, I think, frustrated in her conversation with Polyam because she loves creating stuff. She loves being a Lugsha, a craft person. But that is verboten in what used to be her society. She can't be a craft person and a traitor. You just can't. Uh, so she's obviously upset at that as well. Polyam 
being frustrated and not being able to do what she was able to do before, riding and train horses and stuff. And even now, she can barely ride a horse. You can tell that she's frustrated when that kind of gets brought up by Daja. And I think anybody in that situation would feel the same way as well. When your entire life was based on this one thing and then something unfortunate happens and you can't do it anymore. I can't imagine a more frustrating situation than that. That has to be incredibly difficult. Again, with Pollyann, she was frustrated at Daja for not taking the full price offer on, on the vine. To her and the culture that she's been in, it's crazy to not get as much money as you can out of something. And you could see it. I guess she understood eventually that she was trying to do the right thing, or that Daja was trying to do the right thing by giving her less of the full price. But to Pollyann, it's just something just completely opposed to how she was brought up and frustrating as well. And at the very end, Yaren stating that he has his uses at least for half the year and how he, he couldn't get a teaching position, but here he's important. Again, just another example of someone who's incredibly frustrated in what they're doing. I don't think he wants to be there. He feels like he is super important to be there in that place that he can help these people, but it's more for his personal gain than for actually helping the people in the area. A couple more to build on yours of frustration. I think Daja was also kind of frustrated with Sandry as well because she wanted to be able, whenever they were able to find the vein, she was like, I want to be able to look. Oh, wait, I can't. Sandry has my magic. And then also again with Nico back to the tree, kind of frustrated with Briar. Yeah. <laughs> I felt a lot of frustration. A lot of frustration, just, yeah. <laughs> all around. See, now y'all all have good ones that tie in with each other. And I'm just over here harping on the uh, the one that I love constantly. Oh, so you're about to pull an indie. You don't say. <laughs> and I'm even going to go the tried and true indie method even. Blood of the Covenant is thicker than the water of the womb. <laughs> oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. There's several moments throughout the entire chapter where Daja is comparing how she grew up to her life now primarily when she's talking with Pollyann she's like yeah they might not be a part of our culture but they took me in they are basically family this whole series has a lot of those underlying themes for me in general but this chapter definitely stands out because you have the conversation that Dodge is having with an outsider it's different when it's someone who's in winding circle and sees them constantly for one of the four to talk about the others but this is one of the first unprompted comments that Daja makes about all of them being family. She constantly refers to Sandri as their sati. They're very, very close, but she's never really referred to Trist or Briar in that way. This is like one of the very first instances where that has happened. I would say that it feels like she's felt this way about the other two kids, but she's never like had to say it out loud. Yeah, she's never really had to express this verbally, but it's definitely there in context throughout the rest of the book. And it's even the same way with the teachers and everything. It's not just the four kids. It's how she talks about Nico and Rose Thorne and Lark. And obviously Frostpine, but there's a lot to that wonderful relationship of Frostpine and Daja. She's reminiscing a lot 
because her whole past has been this very strict alignment of how a child should act, how families should be. And the found family is a lot more nurturing than her original upbringing is. And she's starting to realize that. And so, yeah, go ahead, Mindy. Part three is reading like a mage. This is where we use the text to craft magic in our own lives. What magic were you able to craft from this chapter? I like the part whenever Tris is looking at all the dying plants around her and uh, she is thinking to herself that it must be Briar's influence on her, uh, that she's noticing more plants and trees around her. And I want to be more like that and be influenced by my friends around me to gain experiences and to learn about things around me instead of being selfish and just thinking about myself, but also taking into account what other people around me are experiencing and be influenced by them as well. Not saying that all things that my friends around me do are good. <laughs> kind of like the saying of, your friend jumped off the bridge, would you do it too? Some of us so, are bad influences. Some of y'all are, especially Indy. Indy's a very bad <laughs> If you hang out with Goodwin too much, then you might learn to cook. Ooh, I can't Terrible. have that. No, terrible. It's a ter- terrible thing. <laughs> I already have my husband for that. <laughs> if he <laughs> can cook, then I have to cook more. Forget that. <laughs> so fun. <laughs> so, yeah, getting influences from my friends around me. I, I really like that. I think that's very noble. I think everybody needs to do that more to learn from the people around us. What I took out of the book, 90% sure I've said this one before. But um, when Daja was having the conversation with Polyam, she was kind of frustrated, not necessarily at Polyam, but her whole situation with her people. The fact that she loves crafting stuff, but that's totally not allowed in her culture. Talking to Polyam and saying, "Is it? are you really better off than I am in, in our culture, considering that you're one of the lowest of the lows and I'm the lowest? You could tell she was extremely frustrated by that and she was upset. And she didn't necessarily take it out on Triss, but she got unnecessarily upset, I felt, at her. I feel like that's something important to remember is to uh, not let your frustrations and a situation affect how you treat the people around you. You might be in a bad mood about something, but you just have to remember to not take that out on, on your friends or your family or whoever is around you. They don't have anything to do with that situation that you're upset about, so don't try to bring them down just because you're feeling down too. It's definitely tough. Like it's not an easy thing to do to try to separate those two. I know I just feel bad looking back sometimes and I'm like, I maybe wasn't as kind as I could have been to someone because of something else that happened earlier in the day that kind of soured my mood. So it's tough, but I think it's something worthwhile to, to work on. It's a very good omen thing to say. I tainted the heart of this priest, and in three years, we shall have them. Okay, guys, ready for this? I tied up all of the phones in central London for 20 minutes at lunchtime. All of those people are going to take out their anger on all of everybody they run into, and they're going to take out their anger on everybody they run into. 
Do you have something against the British now? You just want every all British people to have a bad day. No, Crowley does. Oh. <laughs> beautiful way to just piss off a bunch of people all at once. Book recommendation. Good omen. Yeah, there's a whole theme within the book of how when you are angry, you become a bad person towards other people, and then they become bad people towards other people. And so in that way, humans are actually worse than the devils of hell because we come up with all of these terrible things and just sort of constantly create evil and spread evil just because we're angry. (laughs) Break the cycle. Very interesting. The line that really jumped out to me was, you can't turn ashes into gold because I feel like... That's not true, because I feel like that is exactly what Nico did with these four kids. There were four kids who nobody wanted, and he pulled them out of these crappy situations where nobody wanted them. They were probably going to die, whatever. And now suddenly everybody knows who they are. They want to meet them. They're these big fancy mages who are creating things that have never existed before. Maybe you can't turn ashes into gold, but maybe you can find gold where others only see ashes. And this is what I really want to do however I can. And maybe that's the teacher in me. But I read that sentence and I was just like, I want to spend the rest of my life proving polyam wrong. That's beautiful. There's the conversation between Daja and polyam where there's a lot of internalization of Daja feeling guilty for being capable of doing what she's doing. And then when she looks at polyam and says, are you really any better than I am? And polyam like, of course, I'm still a traitor. It's hard sometimes to be like, yes, you have a shitty situation, but I'm worse off than you are. The magic that I'm trying to boil down is is sometimes you have to remember that while you have it badly, you're not as bad off as you could be. But sometimes you're not as good off as you could be as well. You have to remember that You can always have it worse. It could always be worse off. But at the same time is when you do have it bad, you don't have to sit there and pretend, oh, yeah, everything's fine. Like the meme of the dog sitting in the house while everything is on fire. (laughs) This is fine. You don't have to be that dog. You can go, this is shit. This sucks. This is awful. Sometimes I forget that that's an option. So I will just be like, yeah, no, this is just life. It's fine. I'm just kind of got to remember sometimes that it's okay to have bad days. And it's okay to not be in a good spot. Sometimes you got to leave the house. Sometimes you got to leave the house. <laughs> Avoid the fire. Run. Yes. <laughs> Don't pour gasoline on yourself. Just fucking get up and go. Yeah. I think it is time to read an excerpt from chapter nine. 
It was impossible to see what Lark and Sandry did, but the others felt it. Triss's teeth ached. Briar's nose was running. He groped for a handkerchief. A fierce ache spread from Daja's stomach to her bowels. She curled up, clutching her belly. They all heard Sandry cough thinly. The pain and pressure stopped. The light faded. Ow, Daja said weakly, straightening. Briar lurched to his feet, blowing his nose. Excuse me, Lark said weakly. She ran into the privy. From the sound, she made it just in time as her lunch came up. Sandry tried to stand and fell against the table. She clung to it in a panic as she struggled to keep her knees from bucking and throwing her onto her work. Just then, she would have been quite happy never to look at that weaving again. She was certain the warp threads had been replaced by her veins, the weft threads by every fiber in her muscles. She hazarded a look at Triss. The redhead had not taken her hands from her eyes. Triss, she croaked. It's all right. Tell me you didn't know it would be that bad, was the whispered reply. I had no idea it would it would have so much kick. That was Lark using the doorframe to brace herself. She finished wiping her face with a wet handkerchief. It's never been so violent before. She cleared her throat. The difference is you four. You were strong to begin with. Then you were spun together and made stronger. Now you're all tangled, so the effect is expanded. She gestured weakly at the loom. If we can untangle you, things should be more manageable. Reading Circle Temple is produced by us, Molly, Brittany, Indy, and Goodwin. If you like listening, tell your friends about us. If you don't like listening, tell your enemies. Please tell us what you think of the Circle of Magic by emailing us at templeofreadingcircle at gmail.com or join our Reading Circle Temple Facebook group. You can find more of Reading Circle Temple at readingcircletemple.com or find Reading Circle Temple on Tumblr. And thanks to Yellow is for Happy for our artwork. You can find more of their artwork on Tumblr at Yellow is for Happy Draws or on Instagram at Shannon and Draws. Also, thanks to Britain's brother, Thomas Dick, for our theme music. You can find more of his music by following Thomas Dick on SoundCloud. Thanks to Tamara Pierce for writing The Circle of Magic. And thanks to you for listening. Let's all have coffee next week. All right, stop. Collaborate and listen. I suspect with a brand new invention, something incredible in the meantime. Flow like a harpoon daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. I don't know. Turn out the lights. And also, to the extreme, I rock the mic like a vandal, light up my stage and watch me jump like a candle, dance. Garage speakers that boom. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom, deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best of the belly. Lover of leaving, you better make way. You better make bulls out the kid, don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while the DJ revolves. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. 
With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips and adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit juviderm.com.